everybody. Welcome back to the Instant Offense Podcast, week 11. Uh, we've got one game in the books. You saw that last night. It was Titans at Packers. Yep. But we're going to go over that a little bit, go over you know the rest of, I guess, the year in a sense, like what is left to play out, playoffs, you know, who's going to have a good close to the season, who's going to have not so good of an end to the season. So we'll get into all that. Yeah, I guess starting with last night, uh, the one thing that's been eating away at everybody, uh, Christian Watson. Will all of his catches continue to be touchdowns? <laughs> is that possible? Uh, how do you feel about Christian Watson going forward? I don't know. I've. I think he's a good player, but it's definitely not sustainable. Like five touchdowns in two games. He's had only seven catches, I believe, total in those two games. Like how long can he keep just getting the – or even six at that point, even worse. How long can he keep just getting into the end zone? There's no way that that could continue, but from where I'm standing, I think his volume starts to increase. For sure. So I think he's a nice fantasy option going forward. I'm still uncomfortable starting him like next week unless you're just riddled with bias. But – I like him as a fantasy option. I hate that he's end zone or bust. Is Dobbs coming back soon? I think he's not out for too long. No, he was, I think it was a hammy. Because so. I'm not a huge fan of... Randall Cobb looked good last night. He was productive. He had like six, seven catches. The scary um, thing is is when the Packers are officially out, out of the playoffs. At this point, they're basically already out. But yep. I don't know how much more Aaron Rodgers is going to perform. You know what I mean? Like, do they, he's does not he performing. Keep, right yeah, I know, now. I know. But do they go to like Jordan Love at that point, and then do you like like these receivers suck with Rodgers? What are they going to do with like a Jordan Love? Yeah, but so, I mean, the fans clearly are ready. They're booing. Yeah, Rodgers. Yes. we've never seen that before. This Rarely. is usually how it goes. When it goes south, it goes south quickly. But he, and he deserved it though. I'm going to be real. Like stat line wise, two twenty seven, two yeah. touchdowns looks fine. But the throws he missed, especially at the end of that game, which is not Rodgers esque. Not at all. That's not what you'd expect from an horrible Rogers. missed throws. Just not on the same page with Lazard with other receivers. Rodgers is in Green Bay next year. I said it in a few earlier. I was like, he's done. I think he's done it. Oh, totally? Like, retire totally? I like, feel like he just get away doesn't want to play anymore, yeah. He doesn't look like a guy that wants to He play gives football. those vibes, don't get me wrong. Yeah. He gives me, like, this I'm above everybody else vibe. And but just, he also I'm here tries way too hard to be cool, yes. so maybe that's yes. what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't care. I'm so cool. That's the vibe he gives, too. I don't know. I think if he is playing next year, and I think he will be playing next year, I think he goes somewhere like a San Fran or, like, a Denver type thing. Denver can't, obviously, do it because they but still got similar. Russell Wilson on the books, but something like that. Maybe Denver cool. ships Russell Wilson and a bunch of first round picks over. I, they probably already wasted all of them on Russell Wilson, so they're not doing that. But yeah, I'm, I just I can't see how this can continue in Green Bay. What if he no goes way. to the Raiders? That would be strange. That just looks weird to me. I don't in my think head. Derek Carr is their problem. So I don't I think, think so him either. Going to the Raiders doesn't do anything. But he's from Cali, isn't he? Yeah, I think he went to Cal. Yeah, he I went think to so. Cal. Yeah, I think he went. It'd be Cal. a cool little storybook type ending but i don't know i i don't think he's gonna help any team he goes to i agree with you i, I don't think car is the problem i don't Vegas. see him retiring i guess it's an interesting standpoint from you i mean it's possible but i don't see how he can continue in green bay yeah i think green bay for sure is done and i feel like i don't know i'm just tying him so much to green bay that when that's done he's done yeah either be it through actually retiring or just being you know a bum for the <laughs> final years of his career <laughs> Oh, man. I guess panning to the other side. Uh, Tennessee Titans offense was actually clicking. Beautiful Tannehill performance. Got the, you see what happened with their Beautiful. OC this morning? No. 
DUI. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I mean, I get the celebration, but come on. Hey, come Ryan Tannehill on. over 300 yards. <laughs> you got to show up. That was a beautiful, like that performance, Mike Vrabel. Like one of those the first, games. it might have been the first throw that went to uh, Burks. It was, oh, a, the deep it was shot. a deep, like dart. It, yep. hit, it hit him right on the money over the shoulder. Like couldn't have, couldn't have walked the ball into plays better than that. It was, it was a gorgeous throw. Yeah. And Burks cracked. Like 116, 116 yeah, he yards. Looked good. He overall looked good. And Woods. Woods had six for 60 at one point. I don't know how much he finished with. But Hooper, Hooper, two touchdowns. One from Henry. One oh from Tannehill. God, Henry, <laughs> Henry threw two, te- two passes. Yes. One for a touchdown. That's insane. That is honestly insane. Overall, the Titans offense looked a lot less one-dimensional. Yeah, it's just... is a little intimidating from a team like them who no one would have necessarily called. Like I think they were like this false team no one really called them a contender no one really expected tennessee to do anything true but if their offense can be more than one dimensional they can kind of air it out a little bit not a lot just a little bit they don't need 400 yards from Tannehill. no they're but if they can get like a solid 200 from Tannehill, air it out a little bit keep getting henry the ball on the ground get some production from other players other than just Tannehill and henry i think they could be dangerous i don't know they're not winning the super bowl but they could they could screw up some brackets no, they're definite sleeper. I mean, seven and three offense I like, but the defense is really good too. And I mean, Henry, not great yards per carry, so he goes twenty-eight for eighty-seven. It's three point one, but twenty-eight against the defense that almost every single play was totally committed to stopping him. Did and you see that one fourth down play, fourth and one Tennessee, where uh, I think every single Packer on earth, every single defender. Just went straight through the line at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry got wrapped like three yards behind. I the feel line. like that was in almost every. I'm just scenario. saying, like, to, to that extent, <laughs> like they were not, they were gonna let Tannehill do Tannehill, and they expected to win by just stopping Henry, and they still couldn't stop Henry. No, and he goes, he passes for a touchdown, rushes for one, gets 45 receiving yards. Honestly, to me, Derrick Henry is the most important player on any single team, aside from the quarterback position right now in football, in my mind. Man, that's. I would say Mahomes, and I would say Henry. That's tough to argue. I don't know if you're saying aside from the quarterback position, I can't think of a singular player who plays a position other than quarterback who's that important to their team. Yep. I'd argue maybe Aaron Donald last year for the Rams defense. Last year, yeah. This year, the Rams just aren't doing enough for you to even argue that. Uh, maybe like a T.J. Watt, but again, that team also is not doing enough for me to say, hey, like at least Pittsburgh is good. Like Tennessee's right. actually. Good. They are good. And Derrick Henry is the reason why. Oh, yeah. The teams can't approach them any way they want. They have to stop Henry. Yes. And it opens up the door for everything all else. over the yes. field. And Rabel's doing a good job of getting Tannehill uh, opportunity, I guess. Giving yeah. him the chance to do exactly what he needs to do and no more. I think Tannehill's just a, a game manager who can make a throw once in a while. For sure. But if you put the ball in his hands to win a game, I think you are losing that game. Yeah, you don't want to why I think when we get to the playoffs... Tennessee will show their hand and they will lose. But they can easily throw that upset win like they did a couple of years ago where they beat a team like the Ravens. Yep. I can easily see something like that happening. I think they have an improved defense now, too. From what I saw from them, I mean, I know the Packers' offense isn't going to be putting on a clinic on anybody, but... I mean, the way the AFC is shaking out right now, the Bills would be visiting Tennessee. That would be a interesting, interesting game. game. Yeah. yeah, very very. Just because of how weird the Bills have looked. I'm interested to see what the heck the Bills do on this uh, short week double Detroit game where they play uh, the Browns in Detroit and then they play Detroit in Detroit. The Browns aren't bad either. No, I think what you want, I think to say like that Buffalo's back and Buffalo is where we thought they were, I think they need to stomp the Browns and then stomp the Lions back to back, no question. For sure. They can't drop any more games, I feel like, period. 
I mean, they can drop games for sure. You'll get in. Not the, playoffs. the way they've been doing it. No, though. no, no. But they'll get in the. I mean, yeah, they are already freaking six and three. The Patriots are the last the wild Jets card teams the in the AFC right now at seven at uh, five and four. Man, yeah, that's ugly. Wow. Like they're two spots back from. No, but they'll they, they still have a couple. They have uh, a game against the Patriots. Damn, that whole division's in the playoffs right now. Yeah, that's the crazy part. I was about to say they have like in division games, but all of their division of yeah. opponents are in the playoffs. That How was crazy, crazy is that? Yeah, that, that division really we did crazy. not see that from that division very often. I think people and I, me and you both were a little higher on the Dolphins than other people might have been going into the season. Yeah, and same with like the Bills. Everyone knew what the Bills were. Patriots, nobody expected to be near the playoffs, and the Jets. I guarantee you, nobody thought. No, Jets playoffs. are the shock of the yeah, season. Salah, Salah looks real good as their coach, and mm-hmm. that offense and defense. Offense doesn't look good. I think when. When push comes to shove, the Jets will also fold. That's gonna be another team. That's that team's similar to Tennessee to me, where they're gonna fold when, when the games get real. I think the Giants fold harder than anyone right now. The Giants' schedule makes it almost impossible for them to fold. They're for playing the rest the of the year right now. I, I think was thinking more so like in the playoffs. Oh, in the playoffs, they're gonna yeah, get no, exposed. Totally, yeah, I, the the Giants. I mean, they have seven wins in one score games. Yep. Which is tied for the record in NFL history and tied with the Vikings this season. And Which who looks is another better, Vikings team. or the Giants? I'm just saying though. that's another team. You think the Vikings have enough to win the Super Bowl? I think the Vikings are a lot better than the Giants. That's not saying much. I feel like the Giants right now in this. So this is the current playoff picture. Uh, AFC is Chiefs, Dolphins, Titans, Ravens, uh, Jets, Bills, Patriots, one through seven. NFC is Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Giants, Cowboys, 49ers. The Giants are the worst team in that 14 team window. I think there's no conversation from my standpoint. Um, I don't know. The Bucks yeah. is the other team you're looking at, I'm assuming, or the Patriots. Honestly, I'd group in like the Bucks, Seahawks, and the Giants is all probably as of right now who looks the, the worst. The Bucks have a quarterback and have a defense though. And defenses travel. That's true. So the Bucks are not a team that I'm comfortable playing in the playoffs, especially with how good that defense can be and how good Tom Brady can be when he has to be. I'm not saying Brady's like the game breaker that he used to be, but no, 49ers at seven scary too. I don't think any team would want to play no, the 49ers. Right now, 49ers at Minnesota. Would anybody be surprised if 49ers lose that game with a win and Minnesota's out in the first round of the playoffs? I wouldn't be surprised, but I would go Minnesota. I think they'd pull it out. I don't know. I'm, I would be totally uncomfortable going Minnesota, but let's see how this how the season shakes out over the next couple of games. I don't well, think the Eagles. I think I honestly think Minnesota's going to be the number one seed in the NFC. I think so too. And I still don't think they're that good of a team. Well, I was just going to say the comparison, good, I guess I should say. Chiefs, the Eagles being, you know, top of their their conferences. I think the Chiefs are like worlds better than the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. I don't even think it's The whole close. AFC, I mean, I think whoever comes out of the AFC should win the Super Bowl. Yeah, the NFC is looking very lackluster. I don't know. I mean, the, the one, I guess, sneaky bet that I would throw on would be to see a team like the Cowboys make the Super Bowl this year. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I wouldn't Overdue. be surprised. Only because of how weird the NFC is. I don't think the Eagles or the Vikings are head and shoulders above the Cowboys. Mm-mm, I don't think so. And then either. the worst team in the division, the worst team in the playoffs right now, which is the 49ers, based on record alone, is that team that much worse than like the Seahawks or the Bucks? They might be better. You yeah. Know what I mean, so it's like overall, just looking at the NFC, the NFC is weird. And I think it's like prime for a Cincinnati type team to sneak out. The same thing that we saw last year where Cincinnati just kind of got on a little bit of a run and snuck in. That's what a team like the Seahawks is doing right now where they're just getting wins even when they're not supposed to. But, I, again, I think the Seahawks don't have enough. They'll fold. I think the Bucks and Giants both fold. But I think a team like – right now my pick for the Super Bowl from the NFC would be the Cowboys or the 49ers. 
Interesting. I yeah. can't say I disagree. I don't know. It, like at face value, just I like the Seahawks. I've said I do, but having them at number three just does not seem right. It doesn't make sense to me. They should not be in the three spot, regardless of record, regardless of how they played. They're not a three seed. What's helping them is the, the NFC South is so bad. The NFC yeah. is so bad, is what's saying the West and the South. The South, no one expected to be great, but the West was supposed to be this like all powerful division, and the West turned into this like shell of a division. Where Arizona looks like no one knows what the heck's going on. The Rams look like one of the worst teams in the NFL. And those were supposed to be good teams. Those are teams that we thought would be fighting for wild cards. Well, I guess let's go through each each side's, you know, one through seven and see, you know, in a theoretical matchup. So Chiefs, Eagles, we already went Chiefs for sure. Yeah. Dolphins, Vikings, I'd go Vikings in that one. Are oh, you doing the second seed in the AFC? Just think of, yeah, you know, okay, comparing okay, okay. the two. I would probably go Vikings. That's fine. Yeah, I, I don't think the I think the Dolphins' record is better than they are. I think they'll kind of come closer to a level, and I think the Bills take that division, and the Viking the Dolphins get in as a wild card. So yeah, I mean, as of right now, I'm going Vikings over Dolphins. Yes. And Titans, Seahawks, Titans over Seahawks all day. I think so too. I think the Seahawks. So this is, I guess, this is part of my standing on this. I think the Giants might be the worst team in this 14 team playoff. Any team that's close to them to me is the Seahawks and the Bucks and maybe the Patriots. Yeah. So definitely. out of the bottom four teams, three of them are in the NFC. That yeah, that tells you everything you need to know. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I'll take Titans over Seahawks, and then we go to the four, which is Ravens and Bucks, and that's an ugly one. I probably I think, lean Ravens. I think where that game is played is night and day. If the Ravens are healthy. I go. Yes. With them. If the Ravens are healthy and at home, I'll take it. If the game's in Florida, mm, I, I think wouldn't I be might comfortable. Go Bucks, but whatever. Uh, five is the New York battle. I'll take the Jets over the Giants. I think. That one's like a wash I might take to me. The Giants, I yeah, know. that one's kind of a wash to me. That's another one where it depends on kind of how they match up and where they play. Uh, Cowboys, Bills, I'm taking Bills. And Patriots, 49ers, I'm taking 49ers. I agree. I would not be surprised to see the Patriots beat them somehow just because it's the Patriots. But 49ers are definitely a more talented team. Not even close. I don't know. Right now, I wouldn't want to coach. I wouldn't want to play against Bill Belichick in the playoffs, especially not in the first round. Exactly. So I'd be scared to beat the Dolphins right now. But. Like I said, I think this is going to shake out a lot more. But interesting nonetheless. Definitely interesting. What um, we've seen so far, a lot of it's very surprising to what we would have expected yeah. through at the start of the season. Um. All right, so now we want to talk about playoff picture for fantasy. Mm-hmm. What are some players? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can loop into one of the listener questions we had. Sure. Um, kind of relating to pretty big topic at this point in the season. It was Samaj Pirine, you know, worth a stash, you know, handcuff on your bench, either if you do have Mixon or if you don't have Mixon, just to have the potential. If you're in a league with a nice enough bench size, like six. Yeah, I mean, if you if if that position's like a borderline waste, like in one of my leagues, I have three very good receivers, so I don't have a lot of receivers on my bench. I'll have like. I'm I'm flexing two wide outs, starting two wide outs, and then I have one wide out on the bench. Yeah. But my running backs are weak. That one wide out I have on the bench, which might be like a Garrett Wilson type or something. In a league like that, there's more value for me having someone like Samaj P. Ryan because if Mixon goes down for any reason, Samaj can easily be elevated into yeah. RB2 for sure, possibly RB1 contention. But if you have Mixon, I think you have to have P. Ryan. I was weird about those handcuffs. I don't disagree. Because, I mean, unless I there's really a guy out there that, like, is worth not handcuffing your that's top what I'm saying. running back. It comes down to the rest of the, how the rest of the league yeah, shakes out. Like, one of true. my leagues is very deep. And in those leagues, a Pirine has insane value. That, that guy's been picked up by somebody all season. For sure. 
So in other leagues where they're not quite as deep, you might always be able to, especially if you do free agency money, you might just be able to throw all your money, like plan on leaving some money left over. And if Mixon goes down, you got to grab Pirine. That's true. So I, I think it just comes down to how your league is structured. But I think Pirine is one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable handcuffs. I mean, other than him, it's who? Hillard? Maybe Madison. Madison's a nice handcuff. That's really... Elijah Mitchell, but he's barely a handcuff. I mean, yeah. A lot of people are starting him. In one of my leagues, I'm flexing him. That's true. I think for sure P. Ryan is the most... Potent- I mean, he can play the run game. He can play the pass game, which is something you don't usually see in those handcuff players. It's either they're going to be a bruiser or they're going to be a you know third down back type. So I guess just back. to keep powering through these listener questions, we had uh, Brian Robinson Jr. versus Dante Foreman. Mm. Who are we starting this week? Personally... I am leaning Brian Robinson just because of the volume he got last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't love that Baltimore defense, especially with Baker Mayfield starting. Yeah, the Texans have technically been like pretty much last yeah. against running backs. So he's yeah. got all the reason to be successful. A little worried about Gibson's workload. Let's say the Texans put up points, which they sometimes have a tendency to do. Yep. And they're not as in a script to be run heavy then mm-hmm. it's an issue then it's gibson time yeah and that's where he could really bite you i guess here's the third guy just to throw into the equation the one guy we said we'd never mention uh david montgomery because <laughs> there's a couple questions uh, on david montgomery coming up there is an asterisk on his name now there's yeah. an asterisk with that injury to herbert it's not the same now yeah i know so i don't know david foreman brian start one i think if i had to pick i would probably go brian robinson I think so, too. Yeah. I guess just an example. In one of my leagues, I'm starting uh, Kamara as my number one running back. My number two running back right now is where I have the debate, Foreman, Brian Robinson, or Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard obviously starts if Zeke is out. Right. But if Zeke is healthy, I have the Pollard, Brian Robinson, Foreman debate, and I think between the three, I'm starting Brian Robinson. I think I go Pollard over them. Even with Zeke starting? With Zeke, yeah. Interesting. I just think he's... I'm hoping the shift finally occurs and where it's going to be majority Pollard. Probably not, but even with limited touches, I think he has more potential to I mean, he hasn't had score. crazy touches even as the number one back. He hasn't, but he's been so good No, I'm them. saying against Chicago, he had 14 carries. It's like nothing. For 130 yards. Yep. And then he had one catch for 16. So he had 15 touches for 150 yards. And three and touchdowns. last week against Green Bay, he had 25 touches. But he also showed, I mean, he had uh, 130 yards almost. No, he's really good. Yeah, no, I, this guy's got to be more involved. I'm surprised they haven't just said, hey, here are the keys. Yeah, I got to start him no matter what if I have him. I don't, I'm, I don't mind that. I've been so starting I guess, him over Fournette, too. So if I'm, starting, if I'm starting Pollard over Foreman, are you starting Kadarius Tony, Foreman, or Brian Robinson? I'm starting Tony. Me too. I'm going especially Tony heavy this the, week. Especially with the new reports on majority of the wide receiver room being out. Yep. It's going to be basically him and Scantling. Hardman's on IR. Yep. Tony just scored his first touchdown. And he's ready for more. Yeah. Why not keep it rolling? Yeah, I agree. All right. Interesting. So Tony's definitely my... So I I'm guess not touching Tony. I'm leaving question, him locked in. For the listener question, we're going Brian Robinson over for him. Yeah. I would go Brian Robinson matchup-wise. Because, I mean, all we've really seen from Foreman, he did have a good game against the Bucks, But he had the luxury of playing the Falcons twice in three weeks. Yeah. And they clearly aren't good against the run. But does that mean... David Montgomery will have a good game? Probably not, because Justin Fields is going to take like all the Fields going to have a good game. <laughs> so, yeah, don't don't hold your breath on Montgomery. He's had a lot no, of No, i got to see something. Year. I mean, Herbert's got on IR, so if Montgomery doesn't have a great I'm definitely not starting him this week, unless I have to. 
Right. So if he's in a league where you have like some backs on I on IR on buy and you need to get a starter and then you might be starting Montgomery. But if I have any other option, I'm probably going with other option. I'm yep. going Brian Robinson over Montgomery right now. I'm going Foreman over Montgomery, Pollard over Montgomery. Those are just some examples of guys that are ranked close. You go Latavius Murray over Montgomery? No, I go Montgomery no. over Murray. Especially because Murray isn't even green-lighted to be playing yet, right? No, no, sorry, Kyler Murray isn't green-lighted to be playing. Latavius is Oh, no, playing. Latavius is playing. Who, who I mean, Edmonds didn't week? really eat into his workload at all. No, they're playing really Vegas, too. That could be a nice game script. I don't know. I don't like anything Denver. I don't mind flexing Murray, but if you have an option around Murray, I take the other option. I guess I view Murray and Montgomery at this point to both be so touchdown dependent. The thing about them is the volume Montgomery gets versus the volume Latavius Murray gets. That's where I yeah, kind of Latavius have... only needs like two goal line carries, and he puts Agreed. up a better Agreed. stat line. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> like Montgomery, has he scored this year? Yeah, he had. I think I think he had two touchdowns this season. One for sure, maybe two. He had a nine-yard scamper, I remember. No, it's just bad that I'm asking if he's scored. I mean, Latavius Murray's carries this season. 11, none against Indy. Then 15, 8, 14, on by, and then 9. He had 9 carries and 3 catches last week. Montgomery is the safer option. For a total of 40 yards. What if I told you this? What if I told you that it's a revenge game for Latavius Murray? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Does that skew anything? No, I don't think so. Not for me. Not for this week. I guess that's how I word it. That's fair. I don't know. I. Montgomery is projected right now to score 13.3. I feel like that's just – I don't If he ends, gets in the end zone, he easily I – mean, if you're going to add the carries that him and Herbert got over the last couple of weeks, you're talking about him getting close to 20 carries. Ideally. At 20 carries, you should be close to at least 60 to 80 yards minimum. You'd hope for him to be around three, four yards a carry. But watch Ebner come in. And I wouldn't like be surprised. I think he'll get – I don't think he'll get worry. 10 carries, but I think Ebner will get like five carries and a catch or two. All the passes, probably. I don't understand why. Murray's literally, I mean, uh, Dave Montgomery is like their number one pass blocker, though. They always got him in their pass blocking. But never catching. Yeah. Rarely catching. I feel like he always had decent, I mean, he's kind of, I feel like him in space, he could do something. So I'm surprised, that surprised me a little the bit. The Bears are just. Yeah, it's the Bears. It's the Bears. Nothing they do really has a logical reason. Yeah, there's no doubt about it there. I agree with you there. I guess moving in, speaking of the Bears, rest of the season, Justin Fields, is he going to keep doing this, like scoring 40 points, 50 in some leagues Maybe a week? Maybe not 40, 50, but how does he not get like 80 to 100 yards rushing every single game? How, like, how could he not? With the way, the way the Bears are playing, it doesn't make any other sense. Yeah, I mean, do you think a team will, you know, teams will figure them out though? Wow, how do you figure out that you can't tackle this guy? You heard Dan Campbell this week said for the Lions what he told them to do. If you guys saw like the sack near the end of the game, yeah, he told them to just hug him, don't go at his legs, don't try to tackle him, just straight standing up, don't go like just just give him a big hug and hope wait for the ref to yeah, hope the ref blows the plate. It. This guy is very elusive and very hard to tackle. He's quick. He's like big. He cuts quick. He he gets out. He gets out of a window very quickly. Yeah, he's here and then he's not. So. with that style of player, I mean, the, there was a couple of plays last week where the Lions had QB spies. They just couldn't, they couldn't get to him. You can smile him all you want if he's that quick to the sideline and he has the agility to still get above you, get around you, and he's got some power and he's big. I mean, Fields is a a great running back to be honest. Like I, I guess I'm know. just thinking if teams figure out Lamar Jackson's running, I feel like they should be able to figure out I think the Bears. Fields is a better runner, like overall. Uh. I don't know. I mean, statistically, he sure seems like it, but... The way Fields gets out is just, like, different. Something about the way Fields gets out looks... It, it reminds me... It's, like, Vic-esque to me. 
where once he gets kind of loose, he's just loose. He's like a running back out there. Where yeah, Lamar that's like was the similar. recent stuff we've seen. Lamar that's hasn't true. really there's, been running I'm sure this there's year. a little bit of recency bias. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The one thing I will say is if Fields keeps running like this, I would not be surprised if he takes a bad hit at the wrong time. That's always a possibility. Yeah. And for a team like Chicago, for your season to be basically over soon, like in a week or two, you can easily argue that they would want to lose as many games as possible. Tuck, yeah. Do you just sure. tuck Fields if there's like some weird injury and they just say, oh, it's a kind of like what happened with Cup where he's getting surgery on his ankle sprain yeah which i've never actually heard but that's just happening with him and they that just all factors in too because I, I was thinking top five qb for the rest of the season as of say? right now yeah no doubt yeah no doubt in my mind Minimal. but there's a lot of unknowns if you told me fields is playing the rest of the season which obviously is one of the biggest unknowns the yep. best ability is availability but if you told me fields is playing the rest of the season i cannot comfortably name five quarterbacks that are going to outdo him you go josh allen and patrick mahomes who you might be comfortable being better than him, and maybe like a Burrow, if he airs it out with someone like Chase Beck. That's a big question mark, too. Burrow's been saying. a little underwhelming a lot I mean, of in division, he's better than all the guys. Yeah. And then you start going through, even like some of these playoff teams, I'll take him over, obviously, Zach Wilson and uh, Mac Jones, and I'll take Tua over him probably, yeah. I'll take Justin Fields over Tannehill, Justin Fields over Lamar. I'm taking Justin Fields over... Cousins, Hurts is another guy I'd probably take ahead of Fields right now. But that's about yeah, it. I think Hurts and sure. Fields are kind of that line. I think they're kind of near the same player just because of how much Fields runs, dude. Yeah. If he's running for 80 yards, that's eight point eight fantasy points minimal. And he's been doing that in that's his sleep. Saying. And he's been easily getting in the end zone because once the field gets smaller, you kind of have to – teams are not necessarily worried about his arm, but once you get into the red zone, you got to cover guys. That's exactly. what it is. So now all he's got to do is break a tackle and he's in the end zone. And he's, he's been, been easily doing. breaking them. So that's I mean, why Montgomery and Herbert kind of fell to the wayside. They don't need him. Yeah, how is he not top five? You know what I mean? Like, And if he's not top five, he's going to be around seven. I think if he plays the rest of the season, there's no way he's not a top seven quarterback. You think when... um like pre And preseason, I was all over this guy. I said Justin Fields was going to be like the guy. Right. But I did not think he was going to run like this. I expected more throwing, less running. I mean, I he's pretty more bad at there. the start of the year. Yes. Just overall. Yes, I, would, I mean, I, I think like our, on our week five or six show i said like i was over all of chicago yep. i was high on all of chicago to start the year i thought mooney would be one of the better receivers like sneak into wide receiver two territory yep. i thought fields would easily be a top five top 10 quarterback well top 10 for sure is what i said and then i thought david montgomery was going to be one hell of a back this year cole Komet is doing work too lately so i mean a lot of promise but a little too little too late for them as far as like real life playoff standings but you oh, think yeah, yeah, yeah. when um, Deshaun Watson comes back, you think he'll be? No. Would you take him I'm over I'm expecting fields? minimal over, of Watson when he yeah. comes back. I still expect that team to be Chubb first and then everything else second. They've got a good receiving core, though. They do. Honestly. I just expect the team to follow what they've done with Stefanski, where yeah. it's going to be Chubb and then everything else. But why get Watson, then? I think it's because they need it. They know that when push comes to shove, you need a quarterback to make a throw. But he's like... He can make some throws. He's he got can. a hell of an he arm. And I think he will. I'm not yeah. saying Watson won't have, won't be great. No I just limited. think it might take him a little to get back into football shape because he's been out yeah. for it's been a ever. While. Yep. And then on top of that, he's coming back to a team that isn't great. Like Cleveland looks very average. average. Mm-hmm. Everyone expects him to be above average when he gets there, but we'll see. And Cleveland is predicated on those two backs, on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. That's true. So I expect them two to get theirs the way they have, where once in a while Kareem Hunt gets in the end zone and he has a really good fantasy game. Otherwise, it's all Chubb all the time and the quarterback to sprinkle in when he needs. Yep. I expect him to be a better Jacoby Brissett, but I don't expect him to be a Justin Fields. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since we've seen him take the field. I feel like Peoples Jones is his Will Fuller. He's yeah, gonna be hitting him deep. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm kind of excited to see that. Still, Will Fuller to me. If you have decent wide receivers, you're not starting with Will Fuller or Peoples Jones. Is Will Fuller even playing anymore? No, I doubt. It. I'm <laughs> saying, for example, like you're not <laughs> starting that retired. Will Fuller because Will Fuller was that deep touchdown. Oh yeah, but he'd give you it. like 25, 30 a game sometimes. Sometimes, and and he'd give you two other times. Yeah, but as long as Watson and him like were both healthy for Will Fuller, it was the injuries when he was healthy, he was putting up numbers yeah but like the texans game. offense is so different than what the cleveland Browns. no for sure i'm just saying the when texans you have had no threat. running back and this guy was doing everything and now he's going to cleveland where nick chubb is everything and he's obviously i'm not saying he's gonna take a back seat but i think he's gonna have to take a back seat because chubb's the guy no i think he's in a good spot for success wise i think i like njoku and amari cooper more than people jones i like njoku a lot when i like both of them more too yeah i just think that People's Jones has been consistently putting up like 11, 12 Chicago, points. Uh, Cleveland's defense also isn't great. And a lot They're of what okay. they've done has been hold the ball, make sure their defense is off the field, and make yeah. sure they score enough to win. Nothing They're crazy. a methodical team. Exactly. And I think they continue. I think that's what the, the, the coach has made a name off of, and I think that's what they're going to keep doing. Yeah, because Watson, I feel like if you give him full reign, he's going to throw a good amount of picks, and they yeah, don't want no, that. I think Watson can. like The thing about it is they got Watson, and now that game – two seasons ago that they lost to Kansas City. If they have Watson instead of Baker Mayfield, I think they win that game. Yeah. And that's why they got Watson. It's True. for those games. It's for the Kansas Cities. It's for the Bills. It's for when they play the Dolphins in the playoffs and stuff like that. Like, But is this even the same Watson? That remains to be seen. Probably not, but I think he's better than Baker, which oh, yeah. isn't saying that's much. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone. I'm just saying Cleveland sneaks into the playoffs. If the game, it wouldn't be in Cleveland, but let's say the game's in Cleveland and Miami's visiting I'm almost comfortable saying the Browns would beat Miami in Cleveland right now. Yeah, I can't say that I disagree. So that's what I'm saying. That's why they got Watson, in yeah. my mind. That's what Watson was for. It wasn't for that cool week they, six Do they have a chance of making the playoffs? The Browns? They should, right? I think right? everyone has a chance right now. They're not that bad. I know they haven't been great, but... I'll let you know in a second. Because I would love to see that. It would be an interesting storyline to have Watson come back and actually get to enter the playoffs. So the Browns are 3-6. and six. The oh, last yeah, playoff team good. in the AFC is 5-4, and four, which is the Patriots. So, yeah, they're in it. but And now if we say the Jets are going to tumble a little bit, that the bottom two playoff teams in the AFC might be seven or eight win teams. And Cleveland, this week they have the Bills, so let's say they lose that game. Now they're 3-7. and seven. Then they play the Bucks, which is winnable. They play the Texans, which is winnable. So that could be four and seven, five and seven. They would have to win their last stretch of games, which is Bengals, Ravens. That those are going to be tough. They'd have to win those. They win those. They're back to five hundred, and then they have Saints, Commanders, Steelers to end the season. Pretty easy schedule. So you could argue they can easily get into nine wins. Yeah. This week will be interesting, too, because the Patriots and the Jets play each other. So I'm curious to see who's going to drop. I think think some of those teams will have to – they'll eat eat each other up a little bit. Yeah. I think think it's only – I think the worst thing that could happen for the Browns is for neither one of those teams to go away. I think they want one of those two to go away. The Jets or the Patriots need to start losing games. Yeah. One of them, I feel like, should. Yeah, I mean, should and will. You know how that goes. That's true. But, I mean, who else would – if, let's say, the Patriots go on a little bit of a losing streak or the Jets go on a little bit of a losing streak – the Raiders aren't taking that playoff position. The Broncos aren't taking that playoff position. It's basically them, the Bengals, the Chargers, and technically the Colts battling for that playoff position. So the Browns, in theory, have a chance. But what sucks is when they lose to the Bills this weekend, 
It'll be a lot. Will they, though? That's the thing. If they beat the Bills this <laughs> no, weekend. they're going to lose. I know. I think they're going to lose. But if they somehow beat the Bills this weekend, it totally opens up everything. Because now the Bills all of a sudden would be 6-4. and four. That's Yeah, that's the whole season takes yeah, like... Yeah, everything looks very different. Turns, Bills lose turns around That's completely. why the Josh Allen injury is so huge. The Bills go from this like lock. They're going to go like 12-5. and five. No one's worried about it. They're going to have great games. Now all of a sudden no one's sure about what the... Bills might offer, especially with no one being 100% sure that Josh Allen's totally healthy. I mean, he's looked bad under pressure, too. Well, Josh Allen crumbling. looks like the worst part about Josh Allen is Josh Allen late in games. Yeah. He's been money at missing a throw to the point of where you've seen some of those conspiracy guys come out and say that on he's purpose. literally on the on the books because he's missed big throws. He's thrown big interceptions. That one to Patrick Peterson makes no sense. That to me. fumble in the end zone, how does that make that sense? That makes even less sense. I'm just saying everything about Josh Allen looks like it's either like a he can't handle the moment, and that might go back to him fucking coming from Wyoming. I don't know. Who knows? But overall, I don't know. The Bills are a very strange story at the moment. <laughs> to me, it was I always expected something like this from the Bills. True. I've always said it that the Bills to me are I know it's a soccer example, but they're the PSG of the NFL, where no matter who they have, they're not winning the thing. No matter they're how good the they look. Yeah. No matter what goes on. And that's just what I always saw the Bills as. And like I said, one day I'm sure I'll be wrong, but for now I, I just have to see something different. And to me, Josh Allen's like a class below Mahomes. Mahomes is like, to me, head and shoulders above oh, yeah. every other quarterback. For sure. To me, it's not even the MVP talk blows my mind. Mahomes is better than Tua. Any any eye test, anyone who would say Mahomes over Tua, not even close. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Flip Mahomes and Tua right now. What is Mahomes doing in, in Miami? That'd be insane. I wouldn't be surprised if he had five, 600 yards a game with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Yep, exactly. I mean, come on. So no, I, it's just they want to switch it up a bit, keep it entertaining. I get it, I get this it. guy I'm gets just MVP. saying Mahomes is head and shoulders above the rest of these quarterbacks to me. Maybe we're going to have that storyline, um, Hurts versus Tua. Imagine I'm interested that. in that one. I'm Imagine interested in that two one. Alabama QBs meet yeah. up, go head-to-head in I'm the playoffs. I'm very interested in that one. That would, be, but that's not, that would have to happen in the – Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, and that's not happening. I don't think, but let's see. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. I guess it's possible. But. I mean, if anything fits the NFL, it's something like that. <laughs> right. That's why I mean, like, storybook, pure storybook. Uh, anything else you want to go over? We did uh, the Justin you have Fields. any sleepers going forward? Uh, I know we had a few questions about. Going forward totally? Just, yeah, in general. I mean, Tony's my biggest, especially with some of these injuries at wide receiver. I think Tony gets to the point where he's a, every week. I think this is his last week of being a sleeper. Yes. After this, he's, like, the guy. Eyes are he's open. the guy that you compared to who else is the top receiver this week type guy. Uh, Brian Robinson is nah, my bad. Brian <laughs> Robinson is a sleep, sleeper for me. A really? Sleeper, a quiet. Like rostered everywhere. Yes. The thing about it is I think he can sneak into that RB2 range the rest of the season. If he, yeah. he looked a little more dynamic last week with some carries. And maybe Washington starts to see, like, hey, let's get this guy the ball. And Washington looks a lot better with Heineke. The offense doesn't look as weird anymore. No, Heineke looks a lot That's better. Than they, look, they look a lot more comfortable on offense. So I think Brian Robinson is a sneaky one. I could see a lot of championship teams having a guy like Brian Robinson. I mean, the schedule for him rest of the year. So he's got Houston, Atlanta, but then it's Jet or sorry, Giants, then a bye, the Giants again, San, San Fran, Fran and Cleveland. Cleveland. That, yep, That's a pretty tough schedule. Besides Cleveland and obviously the Houston, I Atlanta. I mean, semifinals. It's going to be hard to start him against San Fran, but if he's going to be getting twenty touches a week. I guess if your league goes into the seventeenth week for playoffs, I guess they're all a little bit a lot different. Of, a lot of defenses, a lot of leagues do now because of the like seventeen games added. Yeah. yeah, so I mean he'd be a great play against Cleveland. We saw what Jeff Wilson just did to them, ripped them apart. It's also Jeff Wilson on a powerful offense. That's true. My sleeper, guess who it is? 
This is a sleep. This guy's been asleep for the entire year. Is it Damian Williams again? No, oh. Damian's. He's. I don't know. I guess he retired. He's not playing anymore. Or something. <laughs> no updates on him. Isaiah Hodgins. Why? Out of Oregon State. He's on the Giants now. The Bills released him. First game, you know, bought, caught both of his targets, 41 yards against the Texans. And they moved Galladay to the bench. Not that he's been good, but he's, oh, man. he's definitely taken his spot. Wandale Robinson's nursing a hamstring injury. Could linger. I like Hodgins. He's a big receiver, 6'4". He got on the wrong track when he entered the NFL. Uh, got on injured reserve, came back, played for the Bills, left. And I like him on the Giants because that is probably the worst receiving core in the league. So any addition you make is going to help you. So that's a guy to keep an eye on. I like Hodgins. I don't like anything related to the Giants. Unless it's Saquon Barkley, I don't want to start anybody. I think I mean, if you're someone. starting a Giant, you're in trouble. Some people might not have a choice, though. Yeah, no, I, I'm not like, I'm not against that. I'm just saying if, if you're relying on Isaiah Hodgins to win your league, eh. Is all I'm, I guess, all I'm going to... Because, I mean, for example, Darius Slayton, 17 last week, game before that, 9.1. Yep, I know. Game before that, 13.3. Yep, I know, I agree. Those, those are flex numbers. Yes, yes, I agree. Those are flex numbers. That's like a win your league when your flex guy puts up 17. Yeah. And you, I agree. I'm, I'm just saying, I I guess that's the whole point of the sleeper, so I'm not opposed. I, I think it's an interesting name to put out there. Just potential. If you have a bench spot, stash, What if OBJ what signs for the Giants? I've heard that he's going to go to... Well, I saw a video of him leaving the Vikings stadium. What? Yeah. He was... Le- like, I think it was like a practice or something. I haven't he even heard anything about him. Entered the tunnel in Minnesota. So I've heard that. And then I also heard Von Miller's trying to recruit him to the Bills. And then there's also the Dallas stuff that everyone's talking about. I don't where see Zeke Dallas for some reason. Come. I don't know why. I think they got to get be... it to CD. CD looks great. I don't see why they would even bring OBJ. Right. I thought Rams were a sneaky pick to bring him back, but I think Rams fell off a cliff, so they're not going to bring him no, back. No, he wants another chip. I would not be surprised if the Giants did it, but the money makes it difficult. They're paying Galladay like $20 million a year to not play. I think he's going to go to the Vikings. I, I think the Vikings, not. after that Owning Hawkinson Justin trade, Jefferson, they're like all not. in on this year. They're really going to go not. with OBJ. OBJ. I mean, OBJ, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Hawkinson. With Dalvin Cook. Cook and, and Madison, Madison, even. That's deadly. kind of weird. Pretty yeah. good defense, like too. Yeah, I don't I'm not like going to lie. That's a good defense. That that opens up the Vikings to some weird stuff. I agree. They could they could do some damage with that that powerful of an offense. I think I'd rather see him on the Vikings than the Bills. I, if he goes to the Bills, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, no, I don't think Josh so. Josh Allen does what he wants, and he is everything there, and then everyone else is kind of just there. I feel like I Odell know. will just be Gabe Davis. Exactly. And Gabe Davis will be Cole but Beasley. But Gabe <laughs> Davis is faster than Odell is right for now, sure. I guess. And Gabe Davis is that deep threat where I don't think Odell would be anymore. And I think Odell is more of a possession receiver now than he was before. He should be. Yeah. Logically, he should He's be. He's less of that, oh, take a slant 70 yards for a touchdown type right. receiver. He's like a Jarvis yeah, I could be wrong, but to me, he seems less less of less of that. But we'll see how he recovers from that surgery. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, that's my big sleeper. I don't I don't really have another one at the moment. Handcuff who you can. Stash backups for sure. Like that's it. always a good idea. All right. Well, other than that, guys, um, good luck this week. Uh, make sure you tune into our next episode. Yeah, As good always. luck, everyone. This is the Instant Offense Podcast.